Before we get started in this week's episode, I want to remind you to head over to youtube.com slash egofitness or just type in Robert Ego Anthony on his search bar and hit subscribe. I give you a new independent wrestling style vlog every single Monday. And while you're here, hit subscribe on the podcast, Potting with Ego. It helps boost numbers and gets the pod out to a lot of people that might not know it's there. Finally, the sponsor of the With Ego series, it is Good Note Clothing. That is Good Note CO, all one word over on Instagram. Go to them for all of your custom tie-dye clothing needs from hoodies, shirts, shorts, long comfy pants, everything you need when you're traveling on the road or just cuddling up with your loved one on the couch. Myself, Joe, Chico, and a lot of AEW athletes all rock Good Note clothing as well as you should and use code EGO to save yourself 15%. Now, let's get into the pod. Pack. Been going through growing pains. My demons, they fight back. But I'm in the center ring. Roll with the punches and taking measures. Learning through love and my endeavors. Ladies and gentlemen, Robert Anthony. You can just go fantastico in some circles. Here with someone that I had to make him stop saying bad words. <laughs> stop! Before we recorded, the Black G Savian. Whoa! <laughs> I'm never. I'm not gonna stop calling you Sabian. Come on, cut it out, bro. I don't know who that is. I don't know who Sabian is. Yeah, you do. Talking to the mic. Stop being an asshole. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, you can. You hear me? Testing, testing. One, two, one, two. Yeah, 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 yeah. You are now tuned in to the definition of fly. El Dinero de la Iglesia. Mr. TV ready himself. The church's money. Black G's. Know what I mean? And he's also an NWA World's Heavyweight Champion I because he has the title in his back. I have the championship in my bag. Yep. Successful night for uh, Church's Money Enterprises in conjunction with Idomania Sports Management. Y'all saw the pay-per-view. Hard times. Y'all saw the pay-per-view. By the time y'all, um, by the time this air, y'all saw the pay-per-view. Y'all enjoyed the pay-per-view. It was a very successful pay-per-view. You know what I mean? We out here doing big things. Big things. G's and I are in New Orleans, Louisiana for NWA Hard Times 3. Tyrus became the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion, and mm-hmm. when he came to the back, Tyrus got a second title made. It's like got the correct side plates on it because Nick Aldis changed out um, Australia with England. So then he gave G's the original title, and I told him you should keep it. I think you should keep that fucking thing. Yeah, it's going to go in my office. When they find out that you took it, they're going to ask for it back. And I'm going to say, what are you talking about? Why would I have it? I'm, I'm not even a heavyweight. I'm a junior heavyweight. I don't know what you're talking about. That sound convincing enough? No, not at all. Okay. They're they're going to ask for the title back, and I'm going to snitch on you and tell yeah. tell that you have it. <laughs> or you should just keep it and just say, I don't know, yeah, what, I don't know what happened to it. I don't know what you're talking about, bro. Why, why would I have it? Why would I have it? Um... So I, I contemplated talking about this. We're, we're just freestyling today, G's and I. We're not going to talk about any history or anything too crazy. But uh, I checked Twitter. People are mad that Tyrus is champ. And here, here's my thing, right? They, the internet community is so small. Mm-hmm. and But their voice is so loud. Because why? Because he's on... A fuck a news channel? Yeah, that's you what think it, that's, that's what it is. That, that's that's exactly what it is. But here's yeah. the thing, though, we were there live, and the live People crowd enjoyed it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that that live audience is who we perform for. You know what I'm saying? We appreciate, you know what I mean? The 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 criticism and the opinions of everyone, internet sure. community related, everybody. But the live crowd is who we do this for. You know, and, and the people that buy it on fight. Yeah, and and the live crowd that paid their money, they enjoyed it. Now, as far as like, and and the thing is like, it, not everyone is gonna like everything. So yeah. people that's on the internet that 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 feel negatively towards it. Um, I, I've been in this game for a long time, and I've been someone that's been polarizing. You know what I mean? That's the right word to use, right? Polarizing. Sure. 
and and what and what always happens is initially people will be negative about something, but then as things play out, we we change their minds, we turn it around. Think about Bray Wyatt when he first started doing the Bray Wyatt's Fun House before he turned into fucking evil Bray Wyatt. Everyone shit on it. Mm-hmm. They were like, I can't believe he did this to Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. He's a goof. He's a cartoon character. They yeah. didn't know what that was going to turn into. Think about Randy Orton. How how often has the internet community you know, they've been negative yep. towards Randy Orton because, oh, oh, he wrestles that WWE style, blah, blah, blah. But Randy Orton is the most perfect TV wrestler that there is. You know what I mean? And people aren't negative towards the guy anymore. Really? So, you know, happens I, with a lot of people. Man, this one is it feels different. Uh, Tyrus is my guy. He, I met him in developmental. Mm-hmm. And our re- I need to get him on the podcast because our relationship's fucking crazy. I back then you would do a week tryout before you got signed mm. and there was only five people. Now there's like 70 people when you do these WWE tryouts. Okay. So there's only five of us. And at the end of it, they would either send you to OVW or deep South. At the end of it, you would wrestle on whoever's TV or whoever's dark match. Oh, really? And that's how they would, um, evaluate you. Right. That's how they would decide which one they would send you to. No, 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 no. That's how they decide if you're going to get a job or not. Oh, okay. Right? So you did a whole week of training. Mm-hmm. And for mine, it was myself, a guy named Keith Walker, Fandango, uh, Heath Slater, and um, Claudio Casanoli. Oh, so damn, that was that, our, our that five. That was your class when you. Oh, okay. The, the, right. And all five of us got the contracts, but uh, Claudio's got his taken away. And nobody still to this day knows why. Mm. Tyrus and I's history start happened because every one of those guys had dark matches before Deep South TV. Okay. Because they had a local, right? I had a TV match with Tyrus. Right. So I go out there and I take all these crazy bumps for him, put him over. And then I remember when I got to the back, he, Tyrus had to go talk to Bill Namott. Mm-hmm. And I was waiting outside the door to talk to him next. And I hear I heard Bill say that kid made you tonight, and I was like, "Oh fuck, okay, well I did a good job." Right. Fast forward to when I got signed, the first thing I did once I got all my shit in the apartment was we went to the gym, and mm-hmm. Tyrus is at the gym, and he goes, uh, "He goes, I love you and hate you at the same time." I was like, well, "What the fuck?" He goes, "Because of your match with me, he got sent to the road, but he wasn't ready." Oh, okay. So then he got heat on the road. Because uh, he didn't have boots you, yet, he didn't have singlet yet, he didn't have shit yet. Yeah. He was still new. Yeah. But him and I had this awesome match, and they're like, "Bring him to the road to see what he can do." Yeah. So Tyrus and my history goes back deep, right? Mm-hmm. And and I feel a lot of this hate is all because of like voting stuff. Yep. Who you vote for? Yep. Like, fucking, who gives a fuck? I'm 40 years old and I've never voted. <laughs> At all? Ever? I've never voted. Oh, wow. And I'm not registered to vote. And and here's my reason why. Right? This is not a political podcast. Here's my reason why. I literally don't follow politics. Mm-hmm. I know nothing. I don't know what a left or right views are. Right. I don't know what the Democrats or Republicans' views are. Mm-hmm. I don't fucking follow it. If I voted, it would be a blind vote and me just fucking pressing buttons. So I just stay the fuck out of it. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. So, like... Uh, my stance on fucking politics are leave me the fuck alone and I'll leave you the fuck alone, right? <laughs> right? So when I hear people getting hot because he's on Fox and a lot of people don't like that Fox thing, well, fuck, dude. If he was on, who's the other one? CBS. If he was on CBS, then all the people that don't like CBS would fucking hate him well. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you fucking, what are you guys doing here? Like, it's wrestling, right? Uh, Enjoy what's going on. Boo or cheer the man Tyrus. Right. Don't fucking bring an outside factor into it, right? Yeah. So, like, this will be controversial, and you tell me about this. Um, I heard someone say they love Hulk Hogan, but they hate Terry Balea. Hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. They love Hulk Hogan, the character, because that was their childhood. But they hate fucking Terry Balea because he's fucking racist and all this other shit. What right. do you stand on that? What do I stand on Hulk Hogan? Yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, I was a Hulkamaniac, like Same. a lot of us. You know what I mean? And as far as, like, his racist stuff, me personally, like, it, it doesn't bother me because it, it, it doesn't affect me. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it and Doesn't make you feel a certain way? No, it doesn't. Like, And the thing is, like, it it would take 
so much for me to be offended. I don't get offended. You know what I mean? So like, Same. like that. That's what it is. Like I, I don't get offended. I don't, I don't look for stuff to complain about. You know what I mean? Now, yeah. I mean, I can like. I mean, if we're in a wrestling space, I can act like I'm offended. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like you remember years ago at CZW, um, you remember that clip that was going around when uh, when I said I was going to R. Kelly, the, the dude's girl? Yes, but, which he, I stole from. Yeah, because I, he, you stole? I stole that shit. Oh, you used it? Oh, cool, I used cool, it a lot. Cool. Because, like, the dude called me a particular name, you know what I mean? Yes. That, that did not bother me, you know what I mean? Interesting. So I'm in character, right? So okay. I'm like, and the thing is, at the time, my character was completely out of control. So, like, every time I went out there, that's what I was looking for. I'm looking for a riot to happen. I'm looking for people to call me that word. So, when he called me that word, I'm like, oh, boom, I got him. So, then, you know, I went in the gimmick and, and, and lost it. Yeah. So, when I went to the back, everybody was like, oh, brother, I'm sorry, bro, I'm sorry. What are you talking about? Like, because he called you that name. I'm like, bro, I don't care. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, but we're in a world now where people look for every little thing to complain about. Sure. So, it's like, so, back to Tyrus, people are just being negative. Because of the Fox News deal. Yeah. It's, it has absolutely nothing to do with what this man does in the ring, does on the mic. He's getting the job done. You know what I'm saying? So, and I, I think Tyrus is going to be a great champion, you know? Yeah. And, man, NWA's got a lot of growing to do, right? So, we, we got that Nick Alda shit. He quit, and, and he went and talked shit. Or and, and Point is, not talk shit is not the right word, but he basically... Whatever's in his head, he decided to spew it out, mm-hmm. and a lot of people agreed with him. Some people disagreed with him, but at the end of the day, NWA is still coming back from the pandemic. Right, they're still trying to find their like space in this entire wrestling world. Because before you and I got there, they were selling out that Atlanta place, right? And it was rocking. Like even the fucking Rock was tweeting about NWA, mm-hmm. and and. I think the pandemic screwed up a lot of things, and now they're in a rebuilding phase with your group, with Tyrus, now Kerry Morton's the the junior champ. Right. I think they're going to figure it out. I think people just got to give it a chance because yeah. it is an alternative to AEW and WWE. It's in, completely different. Instant gratification. That's what uh, that's what everyone wants. You know. Yeah. They, they don't want to be patient on the rebuilding phase, and we do have some great stuff going on. You know. Um, it's all and, characters here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the thing. Like f- the history of NWA, even, even now, the product was about characters, stories, emotion, knowing how to talk. You know what I mean? If you're in NWA, you're going to get that opportunity to to talk. You know what I'm saying? That that's one of that's one of the big parts of me loving being here because you know I'm a promo guy and I love it. You know, yeah. and it's like you get you get those opportunities to talk. And and we're encouraged to, to go with the to go with our instincts, you know. Um, it's we like we're not scripted to say anything. Bullet points, you know. And for a lot of us, like we're, we're artists, you know what I mean. Sure. So we appreciate having that creative freedom to just go out there and trust our instincts, you know. And that that's the old that's the old school mentality right there, you know. Going out there to trust your instincts, then that in turn, if you're out there having matches, you trust your instincts. You know what I mean. You go out there and Go on the fly, as we put it. That's the best way. That's the fun way. Then, then you get you get um, um, you get real reactions. You know, like that's we're artists, man, and like just painting that canvas, like just having that creative freedom is that that's that that's motivating, man. You Here's know? where I what I think about this is NWA is not an independent, right? And I feel a lot of people want to treat it as an independent, and and what I mean by that is. The production mm-hmm. is, if you're here, you know the production's not independent level. Exactly. The way they write their shows and produce their shows mm-hmm. and air their shows is a TV product. Granted, that TV is Fight TV, right, or YouTube whenever, whenever they release it on there. But they give all these talents the tools to succeed if they ever want to leave or go somewhere else or better what they're doing whatever their big goal is, right? Mm-hmm. So look at Eddie Kingston when he was here at NWA. Cutting some of the realest promos ever, yep. right? Hundreds of thousands of views on YouTube. Yep. Uh, playing him, and no doubt that helped him do what he's doing now because production value. Yeah, he could grab the mic at, you know, DeMontos or, or wherever he's working in Chicago at AAW and cut these great promos, 
but it's just a mic and a camera. Right. Right. Now you do, now he's got the production of it behind it. So when he got to AEW, I bet not talking to him about it, but I bet he felt a little bit more comfortable. Ricky Starks, Ricky same Starks. thing. I was about to say that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, Thunder Rosa. You mm-hmm. know, people came through here and they learned the TV style. Yep. You know what I mean? And and that's that's a hot topic button, but the TV style, there really is a TV style. It definitely is. Working a six-minute match and telling a story in six minutes or getting a character over or working certain hard cams and things like that. It's tough to do. Mm-hmm. I think the fans just got to give it a chance and not to be so fucking critical because at the end of the day, it's something different Exactly. in a world of everything. Man, I feel like for me, uh, like, yeah, I did some cool things on the NDs, whatever, whatever, but the only thing that I would felt like I was missing was – uh, opportunity in a TV in a company that has a TV presence, yep. you know. So, the stuff that I was doing on the indies may not have translated with a lot of the indie audience because of my sure. style. But I got to NWA, and it's perfect. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then it's like being around the guys that are here. Like, we're we're around guys that have been to the top company in our sport. Guys that, yeah. that guys that went through that system, so they were taught every day of their life for years on how to be a TV star, how to carry yourself like a star. Any and everything you do is to be a star. You're around these guys every day, and you're learning. You're learning. You're picking that up without even realizing you are. Yep. I've been here a year and a half, and I already know everything, Damn, that, I, that, long. everything that I do now is, is better now than it was a year and a half ago. And when I came in, I was already, you know what I mean, I was already um, um, on my way to – you know what I mean? On my way to wrestling that way anyway. Sure. It's just here is it's confirmation that I was already on the right track and now everything is you know. A lot a lot of the boys listen to this podcast as well as a lot of just like wrestling fans. And and I think what both listeners that listen to this, the boys and and the people just fans of wrestling, mm-hmm. you gotta realize that when you get into our sport, you have a goal. Right. Mm -hmm. Very rarely is anyone's goal. I just want to be an independent wrestler. Right. I I met a couple people that said I never wanted to sign a contract. I never believed them. But I think everyone wants to make this their job. And you have to be able to do everything. You have to learn everything. You have to put yourself in these different situations. Um, Indie wrestling is not going to do it for you just that. Right. You're going to have to learn a new style. You're going to have to learn the cameras, learn, you know, how to work. And if you think about, I, and I tell the kids at the Freelance Academy, think about everyone that's on top right now, mm-hmm. making millions of dollars. What are they doing that, or what are they not doing that everyone in the indie, Indies is doing? Right. What they're not doing is a million flips, all the same moves over and over again. Mm-hmm. They're selling, they're telling stories, they're... Uh, wrestling, mm-hmm. right? It's old school. Think about Roman Reigns. He's not fucking doing anything too crazy. Right. Every person that's been in the business for a year can wrestle like Roman Reigns, mm-hmm. right? That style. Not everyone could do the fucking 450 or shooting star press. Yeah. Don't have to. And also, if you're if you're just indie, you know what I mean? You, you see, with TV, you have to learn and you and you learn quickly to adapt. Yep. You know, like there'll be times where say like um you have a situation where um you have to cut a promo at the podium, right? 2 minutes later, you have a match to get ready for, you know? Yes. And 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 with TV it tapings, sucks. TV tapings, you're doing a whole lot of that. Wrestling and cutting promos, a whole lot of things. You learn how to adapt. You know what I mean? And like that's the fun part. If you're like if you if you love this sport, if you love you, man, I mean, you have to learn how to adapt, and like this is the atmosphere to to do it. You I'm gonna know? I'm gonna bury Joe Alonzo. So, Joe Alonzo had a promo versus Austin Idol the last time we were here, and I wrote Joe's promo for him, and I said, "Oh, you wrote that? Yeah." And I and I I gave him an outline. Okay, right, and and I kind of said, "Here's how you should do things. Here's how like he wrote. He said the words he wanted to say, and I put things in a little bit different order for him." And I said, hey, listen, when you go out there and you talk into the mic at that studio, it's going to sound different than 
when you're at a regular indie show. Mm-hmm. The sound's going to be on top of you. You're going to hear yourself in a surround sound area. It's going to fuck you up. Right. It's going to fuck you up, so be ready for it. And he's like, yeah, 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 I got it, I got it. I'm like, no, you don't have it. You need to realize that you got to slow down your words, take your time, because you're going to hear yourself talk, and it's going to fuck you up. Right. And when you're at an indie show, yeah, you hear yourself through the speakers. It's different than when you're yeah. in a studio or in an arena. Mm-hmm. He got on the mic. First thing he did, he started stuttering his words. And when we got in the back, I was like, what the fuck? Why are you stuttering your words? He goes, you're right. I heard myself, and it messed me up. Yeah. And he, it took him a minute to get used to it. Mm-hmm. But everyone has that fuck-up moment and do it in a place where uh, you can do it. Because yeah. if you fuck up somewhere else, then that's your last fucking chance. And, and and my, that's a, my my. And my still on to Joe, like, uh, since Joe's been here, he's gotten better. Yep. He's gotten better. He's, he's, um, he's starting to embrace TV style. He's starting to embrace um, having to adapt your time. It's a different type of timing for TV than it is on the indies. You know, it's yep. uh, the indies. You can pretty much just go out there and do whatever and not care. It's different with TV. Everything counts, you know, like whether you have 10 minutes or 10 seconds, all of it counts. You have to make every moment count. Everything. It, you know, if you're on the indies and you, you have like a five minute match, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to get pissed off. Like, I can't get my stuff in, bro. TV, you have five minutes. Five minutes is a lot of time. For TV, but people aren't used to it because right. they want to do false finishes yep. and they want to do Canadian destroyers and they want to do uh, all the moves off the top rope. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you don't have that chance, nope. especially if you get signed. Right, you don't have that chance, right. and it's a hard lesson for people to learn. But they're going to learn it. And also, shout out Joe, you're sitting at home because you have COVID. <laughs> oh, you got COVID. Oh, he's got COVID. Oh man, COVID Joe, and he's vaccinated too. It's third time having it. Man, you're going to get fat. <laughs> That's gonna be the teaser clip of this. Is you telling Joey's gonna be fat? How you feeling, Joey? Do, do you, Joe? Do you feel fat right now? <laughs> Joe Gordo. That's his new name. Oh no, <laughs> bro! When Joe calls me on the phone and I answer it every single time, I'm like, "What's up, you fat fuck?" Uh, he <laughs> every time. Does he get pissed? Yeah, but I try to motivate him so he doesn't fucking keep gaining all this weight. Yeah, Joe, you got titties, bro. Oh no, not edited out. <laughs> All right, so, so uh, let's talk about crazy shit. Did you hear my podcast with Maven? I loved it. Loved uh, it. Did he say anything not true? No, Maven was on point. Were you at Were you at CZW during the ROH feud? I was there. Oh man, I got some opinions on it. So he, so here's what happened. Derek Sabato hit me up, and he said Maven's a liar about him and Zandig didn't know. That Danielson was doing the run-in at Cage of Death. That part I don't know, but here's the thing. Like, I mean, I mean, I haven't talked to Sabato in a long time, but Sabato embellishes a lot. Okay, you know what I mean. He does embellish a lot. I remember onto the uh, ROH thing. Do you remember when it was a? Uh, it was ROH guys. I think it might have been. Was it Generation Next? Was it mm. Aries in them? Versus Blackout, right? Okay. But do you remember Necro Butcher was in the match? No. Yeah, Necro was in it. I was in a ladder match, right? Okay. And like at the time, I wanted to, I wanted to be involved in stuff like that, so I could maybe go to ROH. You know what I mean? Wait. And I was always not. Sabato kept telling me, uh, "I need you in that ladder match because you're the only one I can trust." That was BS. Like he didn't. I, I don't know whether was Sabato running shit. Sabato had pull. Um, I don't. Like, I don't, like, to this day, I don't know whether Sabato didn't want me in that match or Gabe didn't want me in that match. But I remember being pissed about it for a long time. So it was Blackout and Necro? It was, yeah. Necro was in the match. I believe it was, I think the match was um, Kingston, Ruckus, um, Necro. I don't think Joker was there. I don't think. Was Robbie Marino ringside? Robbie Marino had to be at ringside. So when this that, ROH deal was done, because that thing that was around that time span, that that was around yeah. that time span. When, when the ROH CZW feud went down and Danielson did did the run in, where were you? Uh, were you in the building? I might have been. I don't were you smartened up? I wasn't smartened up about. So that, when that though. happened, were you like, "What the fuck"? I, like uh, honestly, I, honestly, I'm pretty sure I wasn't like, "What the fuck." I probably was just like, "Whatever." Sure. 
You know what I mean? I can see you doing that. Yeah, I was like, whatever. Fuck it. When they start doing shows together, you obviously want it on. I definitely want it on. And you got on none of them. I got on none of them. Bro. I got on none of them. And the crazy thing is, um, I remember, and I, I remember um, during that time span, there was a time when I th- didn't, oh, I remember, it was, I remember there was a, ROH had a show in, in Philly. Okay. Um, and... I know it was Homicide and I think it was Homicide and Reyes versus I think versus Roderick Strong and Austin Aries. I think it was the match, and they were at a what was the building in Philly um, on the off the Boulevard. Uh, can't remember, but I remember Homicide got on the mic and the crowd chanting, "We want blackout, we want blackout." So Homicide played into it and he said something about it, right? Okay. And and I know like later after that I might be getting my timeline messed up, but since you ring Ring of Honor, like this is my time to sure. talk about like my frustrations about that type of stuff. And I remember um we had went to this remember when um Ruckus got in Ring of Honor? Yes. And there was a time when all of us we did a run in and this was and we did a run in um, we beat up Jigsaw or whatever, right? I get in there, I do stuff, and I remember they cut that. They they cut it off. They cut of you the, out. They cut it off of the thing. They didn't show it at all. And I know that was because Gabe didn't win. Like Gabe never, Gabe never wanted me there. He never liked me. See, that's what Maven was and, saying. And it, 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 it was it was so annoying too, bro, because like like he never wanted me there because I was the one that would always like like because when the boys when the boys would be on some um. Well, I want to work for Gabe, blah blah blah, sure. and I was always the type to be like, "Yo, bro, you are a grown man first. Don't be, don't, don't, don't jump on another man's. You know what I mean? Just, I, you know what I'm they saying? They probably got back to him. Yeah, yeah, like and, and and I would all, I would always voice my opinion sure. on it. So you, you know what I mean? And that goes back to what Maven was saying. Maven wanted the original, and I think Zandig as well wanted the CZW originals. Yeah, but then you. They, but Gabe wanted the other guys, yep. because, the heroes, the mm-hmm. the, because the di- because, Kingstons, bro. Because like it was it was it was clearly a vehicle for guys like Hero and Claudio and Kingston to get in ROH. Chicago guys, and it, the entire feud just made Ring of Honor. They lost. Look cool. CZW lost, man. You know what I mean? Because if you're gonna ha- if you're gonna have ROH versus CZW back in those days. The paying audience want CZW yes. guys. They want Zandig. They want Wife Beater. They want guys like that. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know what like not allowing that to happen. That's that's that's, that's BS. I, I think from because I wasn't there at the time, but I think Burns dropped the ball, and Maven and Zandig didn't push back enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, the relationship never would have worked because because it never would have worked because somebody had to lose. Yeah, because Zandig. Because with Zandig, Zandig will voice his opinions, but if it's but once it gets to the point where people are like bitching and complaining, Zandig will be like, "Well, screw it then." You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and 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 I understand too. You know what I'm saying? You want things to be the right way, but somebody keeps complaining, then you're like, "Well, whatever." You know what I'm saying? I'm not even gonna argue with you anymore. Whatever, do what you want. That type of deal. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And like. CZW looked completely bad in that in that whole. They field. lost Cage of Death at ROH show. You, like you brought Cage of Death to an ROH event you and know, lost. You know what else was corny? Remember, like you, you and Maven touched on it when they went to ROH and did that run in where it was like uh they spray painted the mat and all that kind of shit. It, it was Hero and Maven, I guess like students or whatever. Yeah. Remember when they wore and they wore those corny ass shirts, those bright ass yeah. shirts. That made CZW look bad too. Like you doing a run in that ROA, CZW is supposed to be like the hardcore tough guys, and you wear them corny ass shirts. Who are, like whoever's idea was wear those shirts? That those shirts were trash, bro. <laughs> Seriously, like it, you like how you. <sighs> there was, was so was many. There's so much potential in that feud, and like maybe even said about it. Like why didn't they do Samojo versus Necro Butcher, mm-hmm. and then why did they let fucking IWA do it at the arena? Yep. You know what I mean? Like you needed wife beater versus wh- fucking whoever. Right. You needed Zandig versus their fucking champion. And that and, and that stuff is interesting too, you man. You needed blackout like, versus fucking whoever their other group was at the time. Yeah, like, that like, was in there. Oh man, that stuff would have been so much more interesting, man. Nobody was more hot than Ruckus. Nope. Do you know what I'm saying? Exactly. And 
Gabe kind of knew that, and he gave him a, 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 a ROH run. Yeah, but right? this but is this is the not thing. with his group, exactly. not with the hottest Exa- group. Exactly, this is the thing. He did the Vulture Squad. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to all the guys for getting that opportunity. But when people, when the audience thought Ruckus, they thought Blackout. Yep. You know, they thought all of us. Gabe never wanted Sabian, Black G's, and Ring of Honor. You know what I mean? He wanted Ruckus. He wanted Gabe wanted Joker. But um, did he? G- yeah, he I wanted didn't know that. Gabe wanted Joker. Gabe always loved Joker. But he thought, or this is what he told Joker, that he thought me and Joker were a package deal. And but but here, here here's the thing. Damn, he hated you that bad, huh? Here, 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 here here's the thing. I call bullshit on that. Okay. Because if you're a promoter, right? Yeah. You're not thinking that somebody is a package deal. That's something that you're saying to this guy. Interesting. It's, it's just BS. You, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's BS. You if you want someone so bad, you're going to book them. You're not going to care about the guy you don't want. But but to stay the baby face in the situation, you're going to say, oh, well, brother, I thought you guys were a package deal. That's BS. You're a promoter. You're trying to make money. You're a businessman. There's no way you're going to care about the guy that you don't want to book. And so if you say, I thought you guys were a package deal, that's BS. You think his heat with you is because you told everyone just don't don't ride him because you want to work for him? Yeah, definitely. Like, There's no um, other reason? Because I'll tell you my heat with Gabe. There's no other reason. Like, okay, so year this is years ago. Okay, yeah, I wasn't completely on the level then but character wise and blackout blackout as a group it was working the paying audience like blackout so regardless of whether or not i'm on the quote-unquote roh level the audience would accept it because they like blackout you know what i mean but it was it was completely because i was the type that would that would shit on them you know what i mean voices my voice in my opinion you know i've been very boisterous about gabe sapolsky Mm -hmm. and I believe I said this to his, not to his face, but uh, a direct message to him uh, on Facebook. I still have it fucking saved if you look at our conversations. But my heat with Gabe stemmed from 05. Okay. Um, Cabana, Coco Cabana and myself were really good friends, and he would help me out everywhere. Right. You know what I mean? Granted, I was driving around. I was going to be in his bitch. Mm-hmm. But he would get me on shows. He would teach me things. We were friends. He got me on a bunch of Michigan shows and whatever, Iowa shows. And he's like, hey, man, I think you're ready for ROH. And mm-hmm. I was like, fuck, yeah, let's go. So this is when AOL Instant Messenger, AIM, was a thing. And he gave me Gabe's AIM name. He goes, hey, I talked to Gabe for you. Message him on AIM. Ask him about Ohio. Right. Said, okay, cool. I messaged him, like, hey, Gabe, it's Robert. Uh, Cabana told me to message you about Ohio. Right. Send. Three seconds later, Gabe, er, Cabana hits me up on AIM. Gabe told me to tell you never message him on AIM, only send him an email. I said, okay. So I sent them the email, the same thing. Gabe responded in three seconds to the email. And I was like, all right, well, that was fucking weird. Okay. okay. So that was like, I was like, all right, whatever. Right. But he gave me the dates. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I do the Ohio show um, versus a guy named Dirty Ernie. And Ernie Osiris, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Ernie Osiris. And I was eager to go fantastico, babyface. Ernie was the heel. I get to the back. I'm like, Gabe, like, what'd you think? He's like, yeah, I found it really weird that the crowd was booing Ernie. And I was like, I'm the fucking babyface. I was over. Right. Because in 05 in the Midwest, you can just go past it. I was over. I right. was really over under the mask. He's like, yeah, it's real weird. I was like, all right, whatever. We right. get to Chicago. I wrestle Shane Hagedorn. Okay. Fucking over as fuck. Mm-hmm. Please come back, Chance, all this shit. Gabe's not really having it. I don't understand. A couple months go by. They do another Midwest loop. I'm on Ohio again. This time, Cabana grabs Gabe, sits him on a fucking chair to mm-hmm. watch me wrestle. And at the time, I was in like the scramble match, right. and um, I drove Cabana, the Briscoes, and Danielson to the show, right. and I drove them back to Chicago, whatever. On the way there, all of them are telling me, you need to fucking shine in this match uh, to get over with Gabe. They're all helping me at this point. Mm-hmm. They're like, you got to do something fucking big here. You got to shine in this thing. Okay. Cabana sits him in the box. I'm fucking doing everything. Every fucking move. I'm getting the people banging on the thing. Gabe, Cabana's fucking telling me he's punching Gabe. Look at him. Right. Look what he's doing. He's over with the fucking crowd. 
This is before they brought in Generico, by the way. That's a good lookout on Cabana's part, too, man. He was helping me a yeah, big. Definitely, definitely. So, uh, I think in the back of Gabe's mind, he loved Generico. Okay. okay. Ego okay. Fantasco and El Generico are the same fucking beast. Right. Right? He didn't want Ego. He wanted Generico. Okay. Right? So, I think that's why he wasn't on the level with Let me, me ask you this. Let me ask you this. So, in, in your whole time back then trying to get an ROH, yeah. was was Gabe ever completely honest with you about why he might not have wanted you never, or whatever? Never huh? gave me that's never gave me feedback. Mm-hmm. Only like, yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was good. Give me bookings, mm-hmm. but never give me real bookings. See, that's the thing. That's the thing. And like, that's what um, I didn't understand. And and here's the thing. Like, this isn't a gate. Uh, this isn't a Barry Gates Sapolsky podcast. Because I'm, I'm not I'll, on that I'll vibe. You know what I mean? <laughs> but here's the thing. Back then, again, maybe I wasn't completely on the level to sure. be an ROH wrestler. However, how many times over the years had we've been in this sport where guys are in companies? And you watch what they do, and, they, and they're possibly not on the level, but yep. they get opportunities. And because they're around guys that are better than them, they get better quick. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if, I, if I had the opportunity then, I would have got better quick. Yep. And, I'm, and, and, and I'm humble, so I'm saying maybe I wasn't on the level. I got damn right I was on the level. So there's more to this then. story but about, yeah, about my story, I'm going to tell but you. Yeah, yeah, but here's the thing. Like, when guys are in that position, and this is something that still frustrates me to this day, when guys are in a position – to help people further their careers, they should be completely honest with these people. Yep. Not being honest or ignoring people. And this is something that the boys that listen to this, they'll definitely agree with. If you're in a position of power, you know, be completely honest with people. Don't ignore them. Yep. Don't give them BS because you're not helping them. Be brutally honest. If they suck, say they suck. If you're not interested, tell them why so that they'll have something to work on. But but to but to abuse that power and ignore people yep. or, or or completely lie, you are a bitch, yep. in my opinion. Seriously. Oh man, oh, man, there's a story I don't even know what I should tell. Let me t- let me finish this and I'll think about if I should tell this other story. Mm-hmm. But so Gabe doesn't give feedback, at least to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Still gives me the bookings, but not real bookings. Right. Gives me the runaround. I think because he wants Generico, and him and I clash. Okay. Okay? I, at this time, I was fucking jacked. Real jacked at the tail end of this. Is there a, is there a particular reason why you were so jacked? Fucking protein shakes. Uh, Sylvester Stallone protein pudding. Okay. And fucking hard work in the gym. Three, I used to work at the gym three times a day. Any type of any, <laughs> any, any type of special creatine? Creatine, brother. Okay. Just the regular creatine. Cool. Upper body business, brother. But I was fucking. Yeah, it was true. I didn't do legs at that time. Yeah. But I was fucking jacked. Okay. Mm-hmm. Way way too big for being a luchador under a mask. Okay. I do my last ROH show. Go to Harley races. Get signed. Mm-hmm. Gabe. Sends Cabana uh, AIM, which Cabana showed me, and he said, "I guess you were right about Rob." Okay, but at this time I don't give a fuck. Now I'm signed. Right, fuck right, you, right, Gabe. Right, okay. Right. When I get to Tampa, Gabe's showing up uh, up to Tampa because he's booking FIP. Okay. And after the FIP shows, some of the developmental guys and and the FIP guys will go out to eat. Right, right, because I kind of facilitated that. Like I, I made friends with Roger Strong, and I was like, "Hey, man, let's go to this show and watch it." Because back then you could, right, right. And Gabe was like, "Man, I wish I could use you guys." Like all this other shit. I was like, "Motherfucker, you didn't want to use me when I was back home." Yeah, you know what I mean. Kind of like whatever. Yeah. So, uh, fast forward to I get fired. Mm-hmm. Gabe gets fired from everything. Right. But me and Gabe are still in contact, and and this is before Dragon Gate. Okay. He gets fired from ROH, and I'm like, hey, man, like, I, I let go, like, fucking blah, 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 uh, sucks. We're both fired, you know? We had a right. good laugh about it. He's like, hey, I might have something coming up. I'll mm-hmm. let you know. Oh, shit. Yeah. Awesome. Dragon Gate starts up. Nothing. No me- I message See? leaves me on red. Don't tell me that you're going to start something. You have something for me. You wish you would book. You could be able to book me right. when you're doing FIP. Now you want nothing to fucking do See, with man, me. See, man, that, and that's such a shame, man. Because like it fucking turned me the like, wrong way on like, that guy, like, bro. Like, don't lie. I, I mean, I mean, I know, like, in a way, this sport is pretty much like uh, teaching you to be a professional con man. I get yep. it, 
But there's nothing wrong with being honest with people, yes. man. There's nothing wrong with that. When you dishonest, it just it it, it fucks with your head. It makes yep. you have your guard up all the time. So you might come across a promoter or somebody that is being honest, and because you don't trust anyone, you you butcher that relationship. Yep. You know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with being honest. Like we're all we're adults first. Adults are honest. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing wrong. With being honest, bro, gosh, it, that's the one thing that 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 I that I can't stand yep. about this sport, bro. So many people are dishonest, and it's like, and it's because like a lot, you know, a lot of wrestlers they they can't they can't accept honesty, they can't sure. accept criticism. So when you come across guys that that respect and want honesty, like you and I, yep. several other guys that 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 feel the same way, when we hear that BS. That's when our thoughts on you change. We don't look we we don't respect you. We don't look at you as a man because you're just trying to give us the BS. Just be honest. Be a man, you know? And then here's where it went south. Okay. I do CZW. Uh-huh. Right? Gabe does drag weight. Doesn't want me. Fuck you. I don't want you. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I don't I don't say anything big. Okay. I do CZW. We're over at CZW. Everything's going well. Uh, he wanted mocks. Okay. Right. So, um, a bunch of us went to the Peterson Cup, and we were a package deal. Okay. Drake, Scotty, Mox, myself, and we did the Peterson Cup. But he did it because he wanted Mox. We all knew that it was fine. Right. Uh, Mox gets signed. All of us leave CCW. I'm back home. Mustafa Ali mm-hmm. and I. I've known Mustafa Ali since he was in high school. Okay. Mustafa Ali tells me, hey, Gabe hit me up. Oh, wait a minute. I think I know this story. Yeah. He no, goes, I no, want. Yeah. No, uh, no, no, no pay, no, no trans. No pay, no trans. Yeah. This motherfucker. Because yeah. yeah, I, I go, he goes, he wants me. He wants me to try out. Will you wrestle me? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I'll wrestle you. Like, I'll fucking do you the favors. Gabe's don't like me. Right. But I'll do it. And then Mustafa Ali hits up Gabe. He's like, hey, man, I'm going to bring Ron with me. He's going to be my tryout match. We put on a really good thing. Rob knows the deal. Yeah. I knew this was for him, right. not for me. He goes, all right, man, uh, I can't pay you guys. And he's like, fuck. Ali hits me up. He goes, hey, man, he can't pay us. I'm like, all right. I was like, because it's you, I'll do it. Right. Right? But you got to get our, our trans covered. Mm-hmm. Goes back. He, yeah, okay, we'll do it, but please cover our trans. Ah, I can't do that either. And he's like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, I can't give you pay or trans. And then Ali hit me back up. He goes, hey, man, he said no trans. I'm going to save you. I'm going to tell him no. Fuck that. Because at the time, Ali was getting flown by Jersey All-Pro. Okay. Ali was getting, always has been taken care of with flights. Yeah. He rarely drove back in the day. Because he had a great gimmick, wrestled awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, Ali tells him no, and this is where I fucking 180 and gave. He goes, well, if you don't do it, I'm going to find someone that will. See? What the fuck, dude? <sighs> Man. What? And I know you were getting paid good at Dragon Gate. Mm-hmm. I knew he had money, right? And if he wanted to give the fucking kid a look... You could give him $120 for gas. Because mm-hmm. that's probably all it was at that time. Gas right. was cheap. Right. What the fuck, dude? Like, don't be that promoter. Like, when you said, don't be a fucking scumbag, don't be that guy. And you, and you know what else, though? And there was kids that did it. Yeah, it was. There was. Kids and, that did it. And, and the thing is, man, like, those negative experiences, those are the experiences that, that, that also toughens and hardens guys you know what i mean those are the experiences that yeah when the chips are down and you feel like you don't want to do it anymore you think about that stuff and like i mean i never it, let that go and you, you yeah you never, never let you that never go. let it go but you also use that anger to keep going to keep pushing yep you use every negative experience to keep going and keep pushing and when some things pop off for you you know what i mean and then the the guys that did you dirty that ignored you, all of that stuff. Then, then all of a sudden, they're hey brother, hey brother. You have a choice to make. You could be a dick towards them, or you could not be one, and you know you're winning. I choose. I choose to be the latter. You know what I mean. I choose to be the one that just keeps doing what I'm doing. I know I won already. You know what I mean. There's no point, and ju- no point in being a dick to the people that were a dick to you. Did you ever say anything? Message. To D- Did you ever say anything to DJ when? Uh, CW was at the skate zone and bringing in Gabe, and he was going to use Gabe as like a fucking ear. You ever see say anything to DJ like get the fuck, get him the fuck out of here? I, I yeah, I asked him a couple times. I, I I did say to him stuff like, "Yo, you you already know 
that. Like I, I just said it to him like this. Like, hey, Gabe is here. You already know that he's going to get in the ear of, of of a lot of your talent. You know, you already know what's going on. And DJ would always be like, I know. It's left to him. It's his call. It's not mine. You know what I mean? I, there, there, there was this one time when um, I believe we were filming. We had to film promos, and we were filming promos in the locker room. And Gabe was in there doing his thing, right? Yeah. We trying to film these promos. We're trying to get work done. You know what I mean? I understand who you are, but fuck that. This is my locker room. I, I politely asked him to get the fuck out of the locker room. <laughs> but, and, and it wasn't even, and, and I wasn't even on a, this is my locker room, get the fuck out. It wasn't even on that. Yeah. It was just, bro, we're trying to get work done. You're in the game too. You know that when it's time to get work done, you already know what it is. Yep. And I'm trying to get work done right now, bro. You're 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 intruding on that. You have to get out. And then that's another and thing. He like, but he felt away. He probably did. Not, yeah. but but I don't care, bro. It's like I'm a man yeah. first. And like when there's work to get done, if there's somebody that's that that that's that's interfering with that, they gotta get the fuck out. That's what's lost in independent wrestling because everyone gets to go in the locker rooms. It's crazy, and and you know what everyone. else though? Like man, like thinking about season, like when you did the the podcast with Maven, it brought back a lot of memories, good and bad. And I remember, man, like in, in CZW around that time where it was fun, but it was it was also very toxic. And like guys didn't guys that were like veterans there didn't want to be locker room generals. They didn't want to like police this shit. Yeah. And when I would do it. Um, I would catch flack for it instead of the boss saying, "Sure." Instead of the boss co-signing for that, like, yeah, because that's how it should be. They're like, "Oh man, that's, that's just Nell being mean. That's just Nell being mad." And then the guys would be like, "Oh, Nell is just bitter." No, I'm not bitter, bro. This is our locker room. We got to keep this right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I should. I think back to those days, man. I should have left CZW a long time ago, bro. Like, remember the trip to Germany? All of that stuff. Yeah, it was fun in a way, but man, like, guys were being very immature. Guys didn't want to listen. You know what I'm saying? It was a toxic just environment. Party. Yeah, it was a toxic environment, bro. From talking to – I'm going to ask you this question. From mm-hmm. talking to Maven, uh, even though we clown on DJ, he did a lot of things wrong. When he bought the company, he kind of saved it. He did. You know, if he what, it, opened yeah, up it, Japan. If, yeah, if it he was – He opened it, up Germany. If it wasn't for DJ buying CZW, I never would have went to Japan. Yeah. Because when Zandig owned it – when when Zandig had the Japan thing, I wasn't in CZW yet. But then he burnt that bridge. You know what I mean? Yeah. So by the time I was in CZW, the, yeah, the bridge was burnt. Yeah. So DJ opened that bridge up again, and I got to go to Japan. Yeah. You know what I mean? He I'm always going to be thankful about that. He he did save the company when he bought it, but he didn't do the right things to keep it a fucking float. Nah, he didn't because he always wanted to. He was always on. Some, he should have yeah, stopped wrestling. He was always yeah. He was always on that. Yeah, I'm DJ Hyde. The, the the owner of CZW and yep. he fucked he fucked he fucked Joker out of a tour, of a tour to Japan too. I was supposed to go on the Germany trip. Yeah, they didn't like me in Germany too much. <laughs> they hated me. They didn't like me in Germany. Felix and them, they didn't like me. No, really? No, they didn't like me. I was supposed to go. And you know why? It, it, they didn't like me because I wasn't the type of guy just happy to be there. It, uh, we're there. It's time to get work done. Sure. I was. I'm a. I was a serious guy trying to get work done. And when you talk to the boys a particular way, I didn't like that. Yeah. I should have been. I should have been just like everybody else. Selfish. Only care about me. Not. Not the boys. But when I hear. Well, when I hear like promoters talking to the boys like they're their kid, and these and these cats not saying anything. I. You know what I'm saying. I. I can't let that shit ride, bro. You know what's wild about that. About Felix and WXW is how big they are now. Yeah, whatever. they're fucking huge, man. They may be, and huge. good for them. Good for them, but me personally, I don't care. Yeah, I uh, when you guys went to the Germany tour mm-hmm. and got back, they tried to set up a tour just for me. I was gonna go by myself. Okay, they announced it too, uh-huh. and then something happened where it just fell through. Just wow. fell through, and I was like, fuck. Uh, I talked to Felix not too long ago, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm trying to set up a relationship with him and, and what I'm doing out in Chicago. Oh, okay. But, um, yeah, WXW's doing hot. But uh, to go back to the DJ thing, he saved CZW, opened up a lot of bridges. But I think you, Maven, who else had his ear? De- Devin Moore had his ear at the time. 
Yeah, yeah. You we, guys should have steered him in the right direction. We tried. Made him stop wrestling. No, here, here, and here's, run here. it like a fucking business because he had Maven. Here's the thing. Uh, Chucky Smooth. Do you know Chucky Smooth? I heard of him. I, I don't, I'm not sure if i Midwest guy. Him. Great guy. He listens to this. Huh? Chucky Smooth hit me up after the Maven podcast. He goes, I never knew who Maven was. Mm-hmm. And he goes, Every fucking promotion needs someone like Maven. Yep. That does PR. I agree. That does fucking sponsorships. It does like that. Because you can't fail. And fucking DJ failed. Yep. And he had a Maven. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. Th- here's the thing. Maven, grown man, understands business. Yep. Knows what needs to be done. You know what I mean? Do you but, think he could have talked but, DJ but into it? Th- this is the thing. Like, if you had DJ's ear, you can try and you can try, but mm. DJ always had other people in his ear that would tell him some BS, and he would just go with them all the time. So yeah. you get to the point. Sammy had his ear big time, you get too. You get to the point where you just throw your hands up like, okay, all right, well, we tried. We tried. And here's the, the thing is, like, if, if DJ would have, again, stopped wrestling and, yeah. just, and just played boss and just let the boys, let his soldiers go on these tours – and, and and kill it and do what we do, um. Then he would he he'd have been he'd have been the I man. Think he good. Then he'd have been the man because it's like this: your soldiers go out there and lay the groundwork. Then when on a on a special occasion, we want the boss to come through. Then you're looking like the big man because your soldiers already laid the groundwork. He wanted so, to be Zandig. So all, yeah, but the thing on is, every show, but the top thing, guys. yeah, but here's the thing though: when Zand Zandig before the um before the Japan thing. Went to went to shit yeah. with Zandig. Zandig, from my understanding, he was sending the boys. He was sending the soldiers over yeah, there yeah. to lay the groundwork. So whenever Zandig went, it was big bosses coming, and it was special. Yeah. DJ never wanted to do that because DJ wanted the spotlight. Do you think anyone thought about that back then or no? What? What you're saying? I think a lot of us did. Man, should have said something. Yeah, like I said, bro, I said it to DJ countless times, and I know I'm not the only one, but DJ, yeah. it would go in one ear and out the other, and DJ always wanted the spotlight. It's not the way to do it, man. It's crazy. CZW, fuck, CZW should still be doing things today. It's, oh, man. But they they did t- t- Tournament of Death, right? Not too long ago. How was it? I didn't see it. I didn't see it either, but I heard that it uh, did well number-wise. Okay. Because anything of death, I heard, does really right, well. Right, right. Everything else is kind of fucking whatever. They need to rebrand in a different way. They need to get the respect back. Because, like, GCW just ran Chicago out by me and mm-hmm. sold out for the Nick Gage Invitational. Okay. Deathmatch Wrestling is fucking alive. And Lauderdale's doing it traveling. DeMonto's stealing the CCW territory. Okay. What the fuck is... CCW gonna do nothing. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I know that they do shows on Sundays and like uh, nobody knows at their um at, at the their tr- at their school yeah. and at some spot, some theater looking place in uh in Maryland. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I got a couple homies that still work there. The reps still work there. Yeah, you know what I mean. Deshaun Pratt works there. Uh, a few other cats that that I'm really cool with that are in my circle. But aside from that, man, it's it's nothing like it used to be, man. You know. I don't know. I mean, it, I, I and, and like, like, I mean, guys that are new, they they always need somewhere to you know what I'm saying get their reps in. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it, it 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 it's still a platform for guys like that for newer guys. But as far as like um, recapturing the, the you the, think it's done, huh? I think it's done. I I don't think it's I don't think it's possible. I don't think it's possible. To go back to the glory days, it's not going to happen. But for newer guys that are just trying to get some ring time, it's just good for them. That you know? sucks. That's what it's turned into. Yeah. Uh, because it was it, it was ROH and CCW that ran East Coast. Yep. And then you had Shikara yep. for a hot minute, and then that went away, and then CCW was still fucking there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I say it all the time. No one could touch our roster. No one could touch it. Those yeah. shows. Because that's what gave that shit life, but it was just managed a fucking wrong man, way, man. It, it, it was a good team, man. It was a good I, man. Like one part of me, there's a part of me that, like, back in those days, man, I wish I knew then what I know now. Because, Fuck yeah, Same. like, because you, you, because you remember how angry I was back then, right? Yep. If I, I wish I didn't let everything like set me off, and I just had fun. You know what I'm saying? Because, because, because it was a fun roster. But like, yeah. man, I was so angry. And, oh my goodness. They, 
oh man, I don't know. It's I knew back then we were in a special time. Mm-hmm. And I tried to capture it and fucking make it live forever. Oh man, how about the um who was it? It was uh it was us yeah. versus the Briscoes and Devin. Yeah, Remember and that? I lost the title. Man, that was fun. <laughs> that was a fun time. But it was, but it was fun times, yep. man. You know what I mean? Y'all, like, y'all made me lose the title, motherfuckers. <laughs> you, I, like you can't like think about it, uh, man. Me, you, and Joker versus the Briscoes and Devin. Yep. You cannot go wrong with that match, man. It, it was fun times, man. It was a fucking great time. But so we're an hour in. We're Damn, already. Gonna, yeah, we're an hour in. This thing is flowing. Yeah. Uh, we're an hour in, and we're all over the place today because that's just what it is. Just fucking what's going on, right? You right. know, this and that, and things like that. State of wrestling, but I think the end message of this whole fucking podcast is people need to enjoy what's going on right now because wrestling is in a fucking golden era, right? There is so much content fucking everywhere. You have AEW, you have fucking WWE hot again. Yeah, bro. Right? Triple yeah. H fucking took over yeah. and it's fucking hot. You have um GCW for your death matches. You have fucking NWA for your storytelling and yep. character work yep. Yep. and all that kind of stuff. And then every fucking indie under the fucking sun. So uh, running on IWTV or does, Fight TV. Does does is MLW have a lane? Yeah, they have an audience. They have a little bit of an audience because they draw in Chicago. Okay. Right? But every there's content everywhere. If there's a certain type of wrestling that you want to watch right now, mm-hmm. you could do it. And I think the fans need to fucking take a step back and just enjoy it because we're at a high right now and we're going to be at a fucking low. This wrestling business bubble is going to fucking pop. And when it does fucking you're gonna miss everything's um, gonna go under fans enjoy it but enjoy it but i man there, bro there, there there's a there's a toxic side of me that loves the negativity bro i love negativity i love watching the world I, I, I love I negativity love I, I embrace it <laughs> I, I love it I, yo like I, I mean i don't am, am i crazy for that like like bro you're like, old school I I, 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 yo, I, I love it. I love like, uh, cause we all vanity search. A yep. lot of people, a lot of people won't admit it. I admit it, bro. I vanity <laughs> search, and I love seeing negative stuff. I love it. Like it makes my nipples hard sometimes. Bro. <laughs> oh, no, don't, no. don't, don't cut that out. It's not gonna cut don't out. Cut that, that might out. be the second teaser clip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Use that as a clip. <laughs> but bro, like, th- yo, there's there's just something about negative feedback, negative criticism. That I, I I fucking enjoy it, man, because it's like, because like, look, look, we're affecting you so much that you feel the need to go in and talk some negative stuff. That that yeah. means we touched you emotionally. Yeah. Like the worst thing in the world is indifference, right? You sure. know what I mean? So like, negativity is beautiful. I love that. Oh. I'm a, yo, I'm a, I'm a tweet that. I'm a, I'm a work that in as a catchphrase. Negativity. Is beautiful. And then take a picture of you holding the NW World Heavyweight Championship hey, in your man, hotel look, bro, room tonight. Brother. Brother, brother, brother. Like, I'm still going to snitch out of you having that. I don't know what you're talking about. Fuck. I, I know what I'm talking I about. I don't know what you're talking about. I thought you were talking about that um, NWA World Junior Heavyweight Championship that we speak things in existence, brother. Kerry Morton has? That Kerry Morton has now. But uh, Kerry Morton, I'm coming for you. <clears throat> all right on that note uh yeah so um follow black cheese on twitter cheese 215 he he posts videos of him killing some guy in theater that's church tax bro (laughs) church tax look man look hold on hold on look wait hold on look hold on no don't forget your thought i'm a talented (laughs) dude bro there's nothing that i cannot do so when you go to youtube that's also g's 215 Oh. Go to the playlist. Look at church tax. We got five episodes so far. G sends me all these fucking them, videos. All, yo, all, all of them are phenomenal. That's he a, sends me these phenomenal. videos. Phenomenal. It's a hell of a word. For Listen, a black man you guys have to go watch this video. He sends me videos. Hey, critique these videos for me. And he sends me these videos. And it's it's a short movie of him killing someone. 
like torturing this fucking man. Yeah. This ain't no wrestling promo. Hey. I was like, what the fuck do you want me to critique? You're fucking waterboarding this guy. <laughs> like, what are you guys doing? That's talent right there. See, some look, check this out, brother. Sometimes you gotta step outside of the wrestling spectrum yes. and showcase your range. The church's money has range. Fuck yeah, you do. I have range, brother. You know what I'm saying? I, look, look, bro. I'm going to give myself my flowers because this is a platform sure. where we give flowers, give myself my flowers. Yeah. You know, Look, I'm the most consistent guy in the NWA locker room, and I will go okay. as far as to say that I'm the most consistent player coach in our sport. There's nobody touching me. I got range, baby. Range. You know what I mean? You talk about all these cats that are great at promos, great at this, great at that, and sometimes you fail to mention the church's money. There you go. Look, bro, we already know. Not a lot of people can touch me. I'm that guy. If you think anybody's different, if if you think different, you know what I'm saying, let us know on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? I, at like, G's, was I it? put my G's 215. Come on, bro. You know what it is. Look, I put myself up there with everybody. You know what I'm saying? Prove me wrong. And keep the negative, keep the negativity coming. I feel my nipples getting hard right now because I feel some negativity Stop. coming. Stop. <laughs> so follow G's. Uh, you can follow me on the socials. Uh, Gabe Sapolsky, please unblock me because um, you fucking blocked me because I called you out about some stupid stuff. <laughs> Cooler heads, bro. Gabe. Cooler heads, man. I, you know I, what I'm saying? I just like wanted that, to bury Gabe. Don't worry, Gabe. Dude, that, I love you. That stuff I love is, you, Gabe. Bro, it's that fine. stuff is old. I mean, it, it, I mean, if anybody, if, if any grown adult male is like holding a grudge, from like 10, 15, 18 years ago, then come on. Cut it out, bro. Like, like there's no such thing as heat, bro. What's heat? Heat is like adults not being able to just communicate. That's all it is. There's no such thing as heat. <laughs> That's how I look at it anyway, bro. People hold well, grudges for no reason. Well, you got heat with me for fucking, <laughs> fucking talking about hard nipples. <laughs> all right. Uh, geez, thanks for sitting down. We're going to go. Yeah, yeah.